0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm your host for the next hour. I am Pastor Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And I will be taking your questions and your prayer requests. As You just heard the number to call in is 303-690-3000. That works anywhere in the country. If you're calling uh, from uh, wherever, coast to coast, here uh, in Colorado, uh, to our Grace FM listeners, uh, give us a call, 303 690 3000. Uh, This is a program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible, uh, Christian living. Uh, or give your prayer requests. I know that some of you, you need prayer, you desire for prayer, and I want to be able to minister to you in that way. I want to also be able to bring the Word of God to you, uh, bring any clarity and understanding to your questions about the Bible and uh, about um, perhaps uh, Christian living or current events around us that we see, how does it affect us as a Christian, what kind of worldview are we to have concerning the things that we see um, all around in our culture and in our society. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. It is good to grab one of those open lines right away. There, Let me give you the text line for you to be able to ask questions or to text in a prayer request. It is for texting only, and that number is 720-336-0897. Again, 720 720-336- 336 0897. As we're waiting for the calls to come in, of course, those of us in uh, our listening area here in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM, uh, we are very saddened and heavy hearted today as once again we hear of another deputy killed in the line of duty. And this is the third deputy killed in the line of duty in the last 35 days. And so we once again want to go to the Lord in prayer. We want to pray for the family of Micah Flick. His uh, widow, his wife, uh, his twins uh, that are seven years old, and lift them up in prayer. We also want to pray for uh, the deputies uh, as well, shot. uh, Of course, Micah Flick of the El Paso County Sheriff's Office uh, was killed in the line of duty uh, yesterday, uh, protecting uh, his community. And also, two other deputies from El Paso County Sheriff's Office were injured as well. We want to pray for their recovery, as well as the Colorado Springs police uh, officer uh, that was shot uh, during that incident as well. And our hearts are just broken as once again uh, we see the loss of a peace officer. And uh, as I said, the third one in the last Thirty-five days. We want to continue to pray for uh, Adam County Sheriff's Office as they continue to grieve for the loss of Heath Gum that uh, was laid to rest just on Friday, and uh, pray for his family as well as Douglas County Sheriff's Office Zach Parrish that uh, was killed in the line of duty on New Year's Eve for for his family and for those at uh, Douglas County, Weld County. Uh, Our Douglas County Sheriff's Office and also Castle Rock Police uh, Department. There are deputies there and an officer from Castle Rock Police Department that is recovering from their wounds. And and it's uh, something that I know that is heavy on your heart as well as we go to the Lord. Uh, I just want to also um, remind you that uh, as we uh, hear about the news, as we very much are uh, brokenhearted and grieved by the situation uh, here in Colorado, what we see another death of a hero in a line of duty. Uh, I have great confidence that you in Colorado Springs. I spent many years in Colorado Springs, and I know that you're going to rally around this family. That you're going to grow, uh, show great support uh, for the family of Micah Flick and for the deputies who are recovering, and for the Colorado Springs police officer uh, that is recovering as well. Uh, I know that you are a great support to peace officers and first responders, as well as the military. There's a great military presence down in Colorado Springs, active military personnel, Fort Carson and Air Force Academy, Peterson Air Force Base and the U.S. Space Command, and also many retired military as well. So I have... Uh, more than um, just assurance and confidence uh, that you are going to show that support, and they need it. We need to be praying for our officers and for our first responders, for our deputies, for our state troopers, for our federal agents that keep our community safe and our nation safe. And I just want to say for you who may be listening that our peace officers, whether it's the local or state or federal uh, level, we thank you for your service, and we very much appreciate you. And, and for those of you that may be listening on the East Coast, on Hope FM and Truth FM, uh, we thank you for your service, and we cannot forget them. And uh, the name of Michael Flick will not be forgotten, a hero of our day, but we need to be praying. So, Father, we ask that you would uh, just uh, be with the family, with the widow and and the children of Micah Flick, uh, that you would bring comfort to them. Uh, I am so thankful, as I hear, that he was a man of faith that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, And we know that there is a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I pray that that would bring comfort. I pray that it would bring uh, comfort to a community, that it would bring comfort to uh, those of the El Paso County Sheriff's Office and for the Colorado Springs Police Department as well. And I just pray for those deputies that are recovering, that I know one has it's uh, been reported, has left the hospital, but uh, the other two um, the peace officers are still uh, recovering. We pray for full recovery. We pray for strength. We pray for um, blessing on them. We pray for the community down there that is really grieving and uh, that the community would come together and show the support. Uh, that uh, the peace officers down at El Paso County Sheriff's Office need. Uh, I pray for the chaplains that are there ministering, uh, the uh, faith leaders that are there to minister. Do you give them wisdom and counsel? And Lord, we also continue to pray Uh, for uh, the Adam County Sheriff's Office, as they're still grieving over the loss of Heath Gum, and also Douglas County Sheriff's Office and Castle Rock Police Department that uh, have uh, gone through this same tragedy and feel the pain in such a deep way. Uh, We thank you for those who keep us safe. And as Romans 13 says, you call them ministers of God, And I pray for your protection upon them. I pray for your strength and wisdom given to those who go out and protect our communities uh, that hold the thin blue line uh, that are there for good. It's a good and honorable work is what your word declares. So we want to um, just continue to pray for them, that they would come home safely and uh, that they would see and hear and feel that supported their communities in every way. We pray that somehow, Lord, that there would be a turning to you, uh, realizing how we need you more than ever. And uh, so we commit all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to get to the phone lines in just a minute, but one of the things um, that I want to remind you, that uh, when we lose a peace officer, a hero, in a line of duty— we uh know that not only the agency is dealing with that but also um the the families and and here with uh Deputy Micah Flick, his church is going to be grieving, his church family, which I understand he was very much a part of, and so we are praying for you, and our uh love is with you and uh, we stand by you in every way, and we'll continue to do so. Well, I want to very quickly just welcome some new friends to Calvary Live. Uh, we, of course, in the last year have extended Calvary Live to those of the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast in Pennsylvania. Uh, by the way, congratulations on a Super Bowl victory. I know that you're excited, but uh, also you in New Jersey and Maryland. But also I want to welcome you on the Truth Have. FM radio network in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. And we welcome you to Calvary Live. And this is a program, if you're new to the program, just listening in, that you get to call in at 303-690-3000. Let me say that again, 303-690-3000 and you get to be on the air and ask your questions or give your prayer requests and uh, be a part of the show. There is a text line at 720-336-0897. love to talk to you about the things of the Lord and uh, show you Scripture, pray with you, and minister to you. And that really is the goal of Calvary Live, is to minister any way that we can to you. So we want to do that. And uh, So give us a call. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. From Truth FM, just a little bit a background. Um, if you're wondering uh, who Jeff Figs is of Calvary Chapel Greeley, I've been pastoring uh, in the Calvary Chapels for 25 years. Uh, Sue and I, my wife, came up to Greeley, Colorado, which is just north of Denver, between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we started the church in our living room 22 years ago, and we. Uh, have been tremendously blessed by what the Lord has done. We now have multiple services: uh, three Sunday morning services, a Wednesday night service, uh, four kids uh, that um, are now adults, uh, and our youngest actually is going to be graduating high school and then moving on to college. Uh, but we are so blessed uh, to to be here in this community. I just want to remind you guys too: uh, you on Truth FM and Hope FM that as you make plans, many of you come out to Colorado for the summertime, and you're probably making plans right now. I know it's February, but as you make those plans, uh, is if you're coming to Rocky Mountain National Park, we're only 50 miles to the east uh, as the crow flies from Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, make plans to come by and see us on a Sunday or Wednesday or say hello. Let us know that You listen to Calvary Live, and uh, I would love to meet you. I know sometimes that happens. Last summer, a few of you from the East Coast came out and and just said hello and visited the church. We'd love to see you do that. But um, welcome, Truth FM listeners in Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, 303-690-3000 is the number of call. And I appreciate you guys letting me uh, just pray for what we're feeling here, uh, the Grace FM listeners, particularly all along the front range in Colorado up into Wyoming as we've experienced another loss. Let's go to line one to Lori in Fort Collins.
1: Hi. I was just wanting to call and just, I was watching live last night when they, you know, were talking about this and I saw all the negative comments on there and how people just, I know it brings out the worst of people, but my father was also shot in the line of duty and. You know, the one thing that he always said was, we know what we're going out to do, we know what we're going to be up against, but we can't hate because something happens. We have to learn to get past the hate and just realize that people just are in the wrong state of mind when this happens and that, you know, that's why they're there. And I know it's difficult when you lose an officer because I know that feeling, but I just stand behind my dad, you know, when he used to always say, we can't bring out hatred of the worst than people when things like this happen. We have to learn to pray for, the, for them and not bring more hatred into the equation.
3: Well, I, I think that it's a good reminder for us because we can become very emotional, especially those uh, who are very close to um, the law enforcement family because it is a family. It is a family. I've been a chaplain for the Well County Sheriff's Office for 15 years. I remember those emotions when seven years ago um, when we lost the deputy and um, and being with the guys. But I think prayer is very important, and I think you bring out that point. So, Father, as Lori calls, uh, again, we want to keep praying uh, because there's a tragedy all the way around. And we just pray that you would help us as Christians to give a message of truth and light to everyone uh, that is listening, that this would be an opportunity to do that. And so, Lord, we, we commit it to you because we know that righteousness is not met with um, evil or hatred or whatever the case may be. But um, we want to, Lord, uh, allow you to minister to our hearts during this time of grieving, during the time where it becomes very emotional in our hearts, and uh, to be able to deliver a message of hope in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you that we can do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Lori, thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate it. Sure. Okay. I want to go to line two to my friend MC in Aurora. Hey, MC.
4: Hey, Pastor, how are you, sir?
3: Good. How are you doing today?
4: Well, um, as you know, uh, I'm both a cop and a chaplain. I'm yes, I do. The law enforcement ministry at Calvary Aurora and had my hands In- full with Micah's death yesterday and over the last five weeks. So I just want to tell you how much your prayer has blessed me um, as I've dealt with my uh, struggled with uh, the. Uh, the old man copied me three for B.C. days, and then the calling I have to minister to my own. So I just want to thank you for that. My uh, prayer request, my brother, is is um, I've been to two funerals. Well, I've been to a 100 different funerals over the years, but two funerals in the last five weeks, one of which where the gospel was preached in an incredible way to a captive audience, one of which where there is no mention of God whatsoever, and so my prayer is, is that at, at Micah's funeral, with a captive audience of almost uh, a vast majority of unsaved—that's that's that's our mission field—that right. uh, the gospel will again be preached, and that part of Micah's legacy will at the loss, in my profession will come to faith in Christ.
3: Yeah, and you know, I want to say, MC, um, I'm so glad you're there you 've been available you 're always available, I know that um, I watch your ministry. It is so needed, but what I really appreciate is your strong message of the gospel and every opportunity that we have to give to them um, peace officers because um, you 're a part of that family uh, and you 're a part of the family of God to be able to give that truth to them I think there 's an urgency to do that, and we need to do that and I know that um, when uh, I was with uh, them um, when Sam Brownlee came to his end of watch seven years ago, um, that we were were able to give that message and and that truth. But, you know, MC also, I've done funerals for uh, other deputies um, in the agency that passed away or, um, you know, uh, died, retired ones. And I always give the gospel. And one of the messages that I give to them is that you do a good work. And um, but here's the thing none of us are good enough for heaven. And that's why Amen. we need Jesus Christ. And we need God's help and we need the gospel. And you know what I find, MC, is that they're they're open to that and they'll respect that. They may not always respond to it, but those seeds are planted. And we have to do that every time that we have opportunity. And I know that you're committed to it, and I appreciate it. And I know that as uh, Pastor Brian Michaels down in Colorado Springs, um, who is a reservist there for El Paso County Sheriff's Office, and a friend of mine, that he's going to do that as well. So I am so thankful for you guys. And uh, we're here. We got your backs. And we are praying for you and for your ministry. And it's so critical. And you're going to be needed in the days ahead. Um, and, um, my heart just breaks and I know how hard it is for an agency and how hard it is. I went to the briefings and the debriefings and I was with those guys and it, it is very, very hard to loss in, um, uh, not only loss of an agency, but to a community and to the family. And in this case, to um, you know, Micah's church. I understand he was involved in his church, and that's the hope that we have. It brings me comfort to know that he's with the Lord, and he was a man of faith.
4: Amen to that, sir. I, I uh, as I've shared so often, uh, most cops believe that they can literally badge their way into heaven or out of hell, and uh, and by their good works, and, and so it's critical that we. Give them the ultimate backup, which is the truth of the gospel. And tomorrow night at Calvary Aurora, I will be leading our Centurion uh, Law Enforcement Ministry Group, and we'll be gathering together specifically, uh, not just for Bible study, but to pray about uh, how we can support one another and come alongside one another and be used by God in in a horrifically uh, tragic uh, situation to share the hope that we have in Christ.
3: Well, I thank you for your service, MC. I really do. And I thank you for your ministry. So why don't we pray, you, Father? I, yes, sir. I thank you for him. I pray for MC. I know that he has a love for the law enforcement and for these guys. I see it, and I hear about it, and it has touched me, and it encourages me to be faithful, to give the gospel, Because it is the power of God to salvation for whoever believes. And Lord, we know that these officers, these deputies, these troopers, federal agents, that they do a good work. But we also know that none of us are good enough. That's why we need Jesus Christ to come to him and recognize our need to be forgiven and to surrender our lives to Him. And that's what I pray. I pray that there be a revival among the law enforcement uh, all across the country, that they would receive support, and encouragement from their communities, but also receive the gospel message that you would soften hearts, they would open up their eyes, that you would use MC and, uh, again, others who are believers in the agencies and uh, chaplains uh, to be able to stand on the truth and keep fighting the good fight. And we pray this in Jesus' name.
4: Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Stay the course. Thank you. Bro. Stay the course, All right, brother.
3: All right. Right. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Love that man. Love his ministry. He's so faithful to it. I know that he is. And, um, he's going to continue to pray for MC. Let's go to Dave in Littleton. Dave? Hi. Dave?
5: How are you doing today?
3: Good. How are you, Dave?
5: Good. Um, this has been a rough, uh, rough few days here. I was weighing heavily on my heart. And, uh, You know, the interesting thing, I was involved in a situation, and I know it was very spirit-driven leading up to it, and it was very, uh, I felt the hand of the Lord as I participated in diffusing this thing. Um, Interesting thing, a few days before it happened, and this was last Wednesday, I was thinking about, how do I love my neighbors enough? Am I doing enough for my neighbors? Maybe I should do something for my neighbors. And then I also had a thought where, Am I doing too much again? And, um, you know, am I, I go to this class and I feel the spirit and I come home and read a lot of times. And I thought, well, maybe I am. So maybe I shouldn't do so much. But then that night at the class, I really didn't feel the spirit. So I came home instead of turning on the TV and ignoring things around me. I started reading from the Bible and, uh, suddenly I hear a commotion outside, very loud voices. And I'd heard a couple noises earlier, but I stepped outside my apartment and looked up, and there was my neighbor, who is a very large individual. He's um, not large, but muscular, tall, 250, 6'2", and Littleton police were here. with. Uh, there was a male officer and his female counterpart. The problem was, he was this man was so strong that it was a stalemate, so I watched for a few minutes and... And I began to think, you know, maybe I should, I'm not, what should I do here? Uh, and I decided, I said, you know what? I started started talking to this my neighbor saying, look, you've got to stop. This is going to go bad for you. You need to quit. You need to give them what they need here. Relax. After about three or four of those type of pleadings, finally he looks at me and something clicks. And I thought, you know, uh, and then they tie-wrapped his hands behind his back. And he allowed them to enter his apartment. He had, had been involved in just a little domestic thing. And a good guy. Always says hi to me. I've never seen any bruises or anything on his wife. Very good person. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing is with what's happened, the two shootings before, here comes about a minute after they tie wrap his hand, here comes the cavalry, Englewood, Littleton, everyone. I mean, they're just not messing around right now as well they shouldn't. But the neat thing was about it, I stayed with the whole situation and watched. I stayed outside. I stayed with this thing. I prayed. I prayed. The neat thing was, at the very end of everything, they allowed his uh, wife and daughter went to stay with her dad, and they they didn't arrest him or anything. And he was very agitated, too. He was saying, Where, why are you here? Do you understand? Have a warrant? Should you have a warrant? uh My dogs are in there, my daughters. He wasn't backing down, and they needed, both parties needed help. And it was the neatest thing to see it end with nobody being charged. He uh, got to spend the night in the apartment. And the neat thing was they walked by the next day. You know, I I even took him and waited long enough after he, uh, Mm -hmm. everybody left to kind of witness to him a little of my experience and how, you know, maybe, you know, this is a second chance. And a lot of things could have happened that night. Yeah, and I was really grateful to be a part of it, and I really felt the Spirit good. was there and was uh, even leading up to this thing. I was in the right place at the right time. It was like he was calling for help, and the Lord made sure that his servant heard it. And, you know, I I was just grateful to be a part of it and grateful it had a happy ending. And I'm very yeah, saddened that, by that, the loss. And like you, yeah. like last night they mentioned that this uh, um, Micah, had attended a Christian high school and I felt this must yeah. be a servant of the Lord yeah. also and I'm it's very sad but you know there's not everything is as bleak as it seems in fact last Wednesday night when this happened there was a man in Arvada who lost his life mm-hmm. wielding a knife and my heart bleeds for him too it's just yeah. my heart bleeds for all this violence and things it's terrible
3: yeah and so Dave, I appreciate your your call and, and just your assistance and your heart for, um, you know, desiring to help. And Father, I do pray um, that we as citizens would remember that our peace officers, our law enforcement are there to serve. Um, they don't desire to hurt anybody. They don't desire um, to do those things. They're here to protect and serve and help in any way that they can. So help us to keep that in mind and to support them again in any way that we can, and, um, and to be praying for them, and to lift them up in prayer every day. And I thank you for Dave and his, his heart for law enforcement and this situation that he just told us about. And we just uh, lift all this up, continue to, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Dave, thanks for, for sharing. Okay. God thank bless you. Thank you.
5: You're doing wonderful work. I love your show.
3: Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement you know one of the things to remember is that you know our law enforcement they want to serve their servants and that's why i love being around them they desire to help to protect to um help their communities much more than um which is so important in protecting us but they get involved in their communities they become coaches and on boards and helping their schools they are such a blessing to us and remember they are a part of the community they're a part of the church and, and serve in the church we have those here in uh in uh, law enforcement to help us here at Calvary Chapel and uh, they bless me so much they're their fathers their husbands their wives their mothers they are um ones that um very much um you know care about the people around them and I appreciate their hearts and I appreciate you and law enforcement um, and all in every level that have that hardest service. and we need to remember that um, as we see them in action. Well, we're about ready to go to break. Um, so um, I do want to uh, let you know that we have some open lines as we're getting ready to go to break, 303 3000 How this works is when somebody hangs up, that uh, there is an open line. So I'd love to pray with you, love to talk with you, answer some more questions. Anna, I know that uh, you are waiting, and we'll pick you up as soon as we get done with the other side of the break. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm your host. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, taking your questions and prayer requests. You just heard the number, 303-690-3000. We have an open line, so grab one of those open lines, and I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord and take you to the Word of God. Uh, there is a text line for you to be able to text in prayer requests and ask questions, and that number is 720-336-0897. We'll try to get to those text questions and prayer requests as time permits, but I want to also welcome uh, not only Grace FM listeners all along the front range from Pueblo up into southern Wyoming, but you listening on Hope FM and Truth FM in Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. So excited that Calvary Live is growing. I'd love to hear from you guys from Truth FM. Uh, give me a call. And and for you listening on Truth FM and Hope FM, uh, just a little information that. As you call in, it's a week delay. So if you call in, somebody's going to answer, you're going to be on the show. And then the neat thing is, you get to listen to it next week. So there is a week delay, but we invite you to call in, be a part of the show. Love to hear from you guys out on the East Coast. Love you guys. I'd like to get to know you more. So glad that we can be a blessing and a part of your lives give us a call, 303-690-3000. But Anna uh, has been waiting. Anna, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Anna. How are you?
6: I'm doing pretty good. So I had a question, um, and it might sound um, maybe something that, like maybe a dumb question, but I was just thinking about it. Um, And it's that, you know, we know um, that God's Word is precious, Um, and I'm writing about this, um, like writing kind of an essay about it, but um, I kind of wrote this down, and I didn't know if you would agree with this, and I kind of wanted, um, like, your insight on it. Um, Okay. But I said, yeah. So I said that, um, you know, God's Word is precious um, because it erases, um, basically, lies and replaces them with truth in our lives, um, but there's a caveat to it that God's Word can only do that in a person's life when they view God's Word as precious. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah, does. So, yeah, and just kind of thinking, I mean, God's Word is always true, no matter if people believe it or not, but th- does it have the power to change their lives if they don't view it as precious? that, Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and I know what you're saying, and it's so true what it is that you're saying. One of the things that... Um, uh, when I teach um, high school students, I did an Old and New Testament survey class, and my students, one of the first verses that I have them to memorize is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that word means inspiration, God-breathed, all of it, mm-hmm. from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation twenty two twenty one, And it is profitable for doctrine— for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The other verse that I was thinking about as you were talking about, Anna, is found in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Are you familiar with what the author of uh, and the writer of Hebrew declares there? He says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing yeah. even the division of soul and spirit. So you're probably familiar um. with that. And that's what's so wonderful about the Word of God is that it is alive and powerful. Uh, It's unlike anything else. And so the heart that reads it, it begins to do a work on their hearts because it is Mm -hmm. alive and powerful. Uh, The problem becomes when people—and that's what Hebrews uh, is having this flow is you go through chapters 2 and 3 and 4 here— is that mm-hmm. uh, they they the problem wasn't they didn't hear the Word of God and the promises of God. The problem was is they were full of unbelief, mm-hmm. and they hardened their hearts to the promise of God, and because of that, they didn't enter into His rest. And so it's it's the Word of God that begins to pierce the heart, it's alive and powerful, And I don't know if you've noticed that just reading the Word of God, it just something jumps out and just hits you right in the heart. And I remember when I first really started reading the Word of God, it was like, "Oh Lord, this is this is so good," and it was so real, and um, it touched me in a way that no book could, or no philosophy, or anything like that um, could ever do. But there are those who harden their hearts to the Word of God at times. And, of course, those who mm-hmm. harden their hearts to it um, and, and close their eyes to it, because Satan is the one that blinds the eyes of the unbeliever, we know from uh, 1 Corinthians. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the one that um, desires to keep the Word of God from us, and he's the, uh, Satan is the one uh, that does that work in blinding eyes. So, and then Paul also writes... That to the Corinthian church that uh, the natural man doesn't understand the spiritual things. So Mm -hmm. it's the Holy Spirit that has to work the Word of God into that person's life and open up their eyes spiritually and soften their hearts to it. And that's Mm -hmm. what I always pray, Lord, before I give a Bible study, before we come on on the air here on Calvary Live, that, Lord, Mm -hmm. soften hearts, open up their eyes to receive the truth of God's Word, and and so it is um the word of god is living and powerful and uh pierces yep. the hearts so does that help is that kind of what you're looking for
6: yeah it does it gives a lot of insight in it and um i was definitely you know when you talked about philosophy and stuff right now i'm taking um an ethics class and you know we're going through all the different theories for you know the different ethical um stances people have and um, I don't know. It's just kind of opened my eyes to the fact that human, you know, human philosophy is never going to, um, never going to amount to anything much um, right. compared to the Word of God. So, yeah, no, right. it helps me a lot. And what
3: and what it's going to do? It's going to cheat you, right? Yeah, exactly. you know that? More. Yeah, and we get that from Colossians chapter two that Paul writes, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according Mm -hmm. to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. He says in chapter 2 that in him is uh, hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And there's a difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. And it's important mm-hmm. for us that we be reading godly wisdom, that we be receiving it and giving it to others, and that when we give counsel, Anna, is going to be very mm-hmm. important that we don't give them the world's philosophy, that we give them the Word of God. And, and since you're writing an essay, one of the things that I have observed over the last 25 years of ministry, that unfortunately mm-hmm. more churches, more pastors, more uh, leaders in the church, not all, but but we mm-hmm. see more of a trend, are adopting philosophies of the world um, that are getting away from the Word of God, not prioritizing the Word of God. When it's yeah. the Word of God that's going to do the change in, the, um, in a person's heart, and is going to bring them truth in the gospel message, having the power to bring somebody to salvation for whoever believes, to change a person's life. And philosophy, yeah. the world's tradition, is only going to cheat you. And so we want to make sure that we give the Word of God to people. So, Anna, you do that, and uh, you're going to be used mightily of the Lord, okay?
6: Okay, all right. And if you could um pray for that ethics class and for the professor of it. Um, and, yeah, just for my, um you know, just for the Lord to use me, I guess.
3: Okay. And, Father, I do pray for mm-hmm. uh, Anna. I just pray for the ethics class that she has taken, that there's going to be world philosophy and there's going to be um, those things that empty dis- deceit. There's going to be traditions of men, uh, principles mm-hmm. of the world. But Lord, I pray that Anna would be used there to be able to bring truth and that it would uh, touch the hearts of uh, her instructor, uh, of mm-hmm. all the classmates there, that you would open up their eyes, that you soften their hearts. And we thank you for the Word of God from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, that we know that it's all inspired, God breathed, mm-hmm. that it is powerful, alive, and living. So I just pray you be with Anna, use her. I thank you mm-hmm. for her heart, and I pray that you give her wisdom as she writes this essay, uh, that it would glorify you. And... Um, it would uh, bring uh, seeds planted in the hearts of her instructor and her classmates and that she would be a light, because it can be very difficult. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
6: Amen. Thank you so much.
3: You, thank you for calling, Anna. Hey, keep 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 to the truth, okay?
7: Okay, I will. Thank okay. you.
3: All right. I want to tell you a story real quick that my son— uh, was uh, in a class. I don't know if it was uh, an ethics class or something um, here um, in Greeley uh, at the college level, and um, the professor was bringing up a lot of things that, uh, of course, very contrary to the Bible, and he just uh, mentioned something, and he really got strongly rebuked uh, in the class by the instructor, and I remember when that happened, uh, we had a discussion about it, but he stood for the truth. And I just want to say, those of you in the classrooms, uh, the high school levels, the, the college levels, stand on the truth of God's Word. And um, and so, Anna, just keep fighting the good fight. Um, keep the faith. Um, you know, Keep giving the Word of God. All you students out there, it can be very hard to be up on the college campus. I know that. I got... Uh, Three kids that are on the campus right now and um, to be a light, and you are so needed. So give people the Word of God, and uh, stay strong in those classes. That can be very, very difficult. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora.
7: How are you doing?
3: (laughs) I am good, Bianca. How are you?
7: Well, I guess I could say that I'm deeply troubled, honestly. Okay. How can I mean, we all of these deaths that have been going on, not only in the law enforcement, but none of them are directly my loved ones per se, but, but just when I hear of all of these deaths, it just makes my heart break for the families of those affected, and and lately over the past three weeks or so, I've just been hearing of death after death after death, And, and I know it can be depressing for those that don't know the Lord, and I know for those of us that do know the Lord it can bring us some hope because we know they'll be in his presence but I was just wondering if we could pray just for all of those people that have lost someone because I know that that it's just been increasing
3: yeah and it's it is sad we it it just shows us that we live in a fallen world and yeah. um, you know that has death, disease, and uh, difficulties and trials and i can't wait for the Lord to come back. I really yeah. am longing for the Lord, but Bianca, we are going to continue to pray, and it just uh, shows me how and reminds me how we need to keep vigilant and we need to uh, just keep fighting that good fight and being a, um, you know, just a light uh, and given truth and to be able to, um, you know, uh, be used of the Lord. I just, Bianca, I just really over the last few months really feel a sense of urgency to be praying yeah. for our nation and for the church and uh, to be used in these last days. And it's not easy. Um, and we live in a culture that um, is buying into the philosophy of the world that we just talked about and to deception more and more, and we want to make sure that we're given truth and, and to be praying. So, Father, I just uh, I pray as Bianca looks around, and we, sh- we are grieved, and, and not just the loss of um, which we do of a, a peace officer, but loved ones, uh, those that we know, um, we see um, things going on that it does break our hearts. And we want people to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So continue to use us where you have planted us, opportunities you've given to us, and to be able to be that light of, and truth to others. I pray for revival for our nation. I pray that our nation would turn away from its sins. Lord, we are a nation that we need you. I am thankful for this nation. I am thankful for the freedoms that I have. But Lord, I also know that we're living in a nation that's getting further away from you. And I pray, Lord, for our leadership, for our president. I pray for our leaders would really turn to you and, uh, and, and, look to you for help and for wisdom and lord that a nation that we would repent and that we would call out to you because i know that's the only real hope for our nation and that we as christians would stand firm on truth and be a light and not compromise on it Um, and so lord we know that jesus is coming back soon That this is the day of grace we know that you want to save that you came not even as Jesus said to James and John that wanted to call down fire from heaven, we feel like doing that sometimes, but it, but He said that I come to save, not to destroy. And we know that sin's going to be judged, but Lord, we also know that there's hope in the cross of Jesus Christ—the only hope that there is. And I pray if there's anybody that's listening right now that has never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they would stop whatever they're doing and cry out to God. And recognize that they're a sinner and recognize their need to be saved. That Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that He died on the cross for you. And He rose again from the grave and He conquered sin and death. And He is unique in that He proved He's the Son of God. There's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. And any other religious leader that claim to come from God, that we know that they are false because they're still in the grave. Only Jesus died for your sins and only Jesus rose from the grave and that you would call out to him and ask him for forgiveness, that you would ask him to be your personal Lord and Savior and to walk with him and to know him. And I pray that anyone listening, if that means anything, that you would say that prayer and come to the Lord and give us a call or call uh, a church, tell them the decision that you made, and to be in fellowship. But, Lord, I just feel like this is for somebody that's listening right now. And I just pray for Lord your work Lord. to be done in the hearts of your people. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Amen. Bianca.
7: Thanks a lot for praying. I know that this will not get any better because that's what the Bible says. But right. I know that there's hope in Jesus, and and I really do pray that more people accept Him as Lord and Savior, because I know that time is closer than ever before, so thanks a lot.
3: Thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. All right. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. six nine zero three thousand. Let's continue on. Let's see where we're at. Let's go to Richard in New Jersey. Richard,
2: good evening, Pastor.
3: How First, are I you, Richard? I
2: really love listening to Bianca. I've heard her on your show uh-huh. numerous times, and she is such an encouragement. I just want to blessing. say that to her.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
2: I have a question, and uh, I was—I'm leading a couple of guys in in through a Bible study throughout the. We're just walking through text, and we're taking it in big chunks, and then we're reasoning it into smaller bites so that we can understand what we're doing. Right now, we're in Daniel, and we've come up to a phrase that only occurs three times in the Bible. And I, I can't give a good explanation to it, and they can't give a good explanation. We know what the theologians say. It's called times, or times, times, and half times. Right. I, I know what it means. It means three and a half years. It's only because of what I've heard and what I've been taught. We right. went through our concordance, and time is a year. I get that. Right. Half time is a half year, so there's a year and a half. But what designates the word times as being two? Why can't it be four, seven, 12, 15? Right. A multiple thereof
3: right and i think that that's the meaning that i've always read from scholarship that time is a year like you said times is two years and half time but i think also that um that richard as you do your study that you also see that in the book of revelation uh, yeah. you see that same phrase but it is i think where they really um um confirm that meaning of it is that there's other um, terms as well in days that it is given. Uh, I think 1,260 days um, is a, a three and a half years. Yeah. So they're keeping it consistent. So we know that 1,260 days. But also, I think that when you get to Daniel chapter 9, verse uh, 23 through 27, that's a real key in end time prophecy that that term weeks is used, right? And Daniel 69 weeks, you know, that he said that when the command comes out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem until coming as Messiah, the Prince, shall be a period of 69 weeks or 483 years. But there's still one week. That's a seven-year period. Mm -hmm. So we have that word week, which is a seven-year period. It's like if I said a decade, we know that we would mean 10 years. So there's still a seven-year period that is um, going to be where God's going to be pouring out his wrath on a Christ-rejected world, and his focus, once again, is going to be on the nation of Israel. Right now there's a gap between the 69th week and the 70th week of Daniel. So the tribulation period we know from Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, is going to be seven years. That's where we get that... Um, that uh, length of time, because people call in and say, well, how do you know that the tribulation period's going to be seven years? From Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And it seems to be divided up as you study the Scriptures into two portions. Um, and the last three and a half years is called Jacob's trouble. It's called yeah. the great tribulation period, and that is that 1260 days. Um, that is that three and a half years, or time, times two years and a half time, and it just fits. Uh, I don't think you can say it's four years or five years or six years. It makes sense that it's two years, and it fits into the equation that we have in the rest of Scripture in the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel. Does that make sense?
2: It does make sense. I mean, that's what I've been told, and that's how I've been—that's how I learned ever since I was a child. But trying to reason it with a couple of gentlemen that have recent converted and i've been discipling them over the last two years it's, yeah. it's kind of difficult for me to say well i've learned it this way and uh it just helps me what you're saying gives me a little bit to bite into so i can sit down with them again on this thursday and say this right. is where we're going to go with this
3: yeah exactly and you know uh, richard i think it's really important for christians that are going through in time prophecy that they do understand, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that everything fits into that you know, time frame of a week, that there's still one more week, seven years, and then in the middle of the week is when the abomination of desolation is going to happen, and that's where you start seeing that term, time, times, and a half time, 1260 days, uh, Daniel uh-huh. chapter 11, uh, and then he extends it out further from there. But But that's where it just all fits chronologically and makes sense to me, Um, that it doesn't make sense that it's, you know, the last half of the tribulation period is going to be six years or seven years. It's three and a half years, and it's very consistent in Scripture. Okay?
2: Yes, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you,
3: Richard. Good question. Keep studying. Looking forward to your guys continuing to just study about these things. So appreciate your call.
2: Well, after we get done this, we're heading to Revelation. <laughs>
3: so, you know, they say yeah. that's, that's a good trend, Richard, because they say Daniel is the foundation of Bible prophecy and is the forerunner to the book of Revelation. So as you go through the book of Daniel, you're going to understand Revelation, I think, a whole lot better. So good plan.
2: Very good. Thank you. Take care, Pastor. you.
3: You too, Richard. God bless you. I do want to go to David in Denver.
2: Hey, David? how are you, Pastor?
3: Good, how are you, David?
2: I'm doing pretty well. Um, I just Good. have a, a question. Um I was reading for my devotional, uh, Ezekiel uh forty seven and he was talking about the uh the river that came out of the temple, um and how God called him to go a certain amount of cubits into the water, uh, and a certain more and and then a certain more and uh it got to a point where where the waters were too deep for him to to walk by and i just wanted to to know your thoughts on what the the spiritual significance of that text
3: is yeah and that's a good question and I'll do the best that I can, Ezekiel 47. What's going to happen, of course, is in the millennium reign that there's going to be um, a change in topography. There's going to be a river that's going to run Mm -hmm. from... Jerusalem to the Dead Sea and then the Dead Sea is going to be teeming with life. And we know that um that here is Ezekiel brought to the door of the temple in chapter 47 and he's told to go into the water and I think he goes in ankle deep at first and then he goes in kind of waist deep uh, and then he's you know cons- you know the water comes over his head and th- that's what you're asking about. He here's the application for me is how deep do you want to go with the lord mm-hmm. um, There there's some christians that just kind of in their spiritual life only go in ankle deep there's some that go in knee deep but i want to fully be you know submerged in the lord what he has for me the living waters and, and that's kind of a, a very simple explanation of how i see it is that i don't want to just go in ankle deep i don't i don't want to go up just mm-hmm. to my waist I want to be immersed in the Lord and completely surrendered to him and that's the simple application that uh I make when I read Ezekiel chapter 47. Um I think the Lord wants us to completely surrender our lives to him and be submersed in him um and um and just allow him uh to um just uh, you know completely just um, experience that abundant life that He has for us. So that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm at with that. Does that help?
2: It does, Pastor. Thank you so much.
3: Hey, good question, and great question. And, uh, and what my prayer is for you is that you're just immersed in the things of God in your life, and that's what He desires to do for all of us. Hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Right. Bye. Bye. I love it when guys, you know, David and Richard and others of you that have called in that got good Bible questions. What touches me is that you guys are reading your Bible and you're learning, and that is a privilege for me to just be able to come along and encourage you in that and uh, to help answer questions when I can. But I want to encourage all of you, keep studying the Word of God, Anna. uh, Keep studying the Word of God, all of you that called in. And uh, we're going to help you here on Calvary Live uh, to bring any kind of clarity and understanding. So we're coming to the end of the show. We had a great show today. Continue to pray for our community. Continue to pray uh, for uh, Micah Flick, his family. Uh, the fallen officer and hero, uh, deputy from El Paso County, and for our communities and for our law enforcement. And we're going to see you next time here. And uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to Calvary Live. God bless all of you. Have a great evening.